Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, also the CEO of Canafil who brings clinical-level CBD to the retail market. And the purpose of this show is to deliver reliable and relevant CBD knowledge in an industry that is still unregulated. And we do that because literally everybody could say anything they wanted about what was in their product or what it was capable of doing. And it's okay, I don't have an issue with that, but... I try to, on this show, deliver information that is research-based. At least you have the ability to use that along with the information you're hearing on the Internet and so forth and from friends. Uh, So today we will be discussing new cannabinoids that are making a splash in the CBD market. Those cannabinoids being the most popular ones are CBG, CBN, and THCV. Uh, these, can, these, can, these cannabinoids have been around for a while, but they have been lightly studied until recently. Now, know that these cannabinoids are coming. So today, we're going to let you know what they are and how they might benefit us or what their potentials are. Hey, but first, I want to share something with you guys. So on Wednesday of this week, uh, the Andre House of Phoenix which, by the way, is an outfit that provides shelter, food, uh, and tries to support the homeless community and the Phoenix market and the Phoenix, uh, in the Phoenix metropolitan area. The Andre House. Well, they put out a request on Wednesday for water contributions. Why? Because Phoenix had record heat this week. And I'm sure, uh, you know, if you are not in an air conditioning environment, you're out on the street, uh, that's got to be crazy uncomfortable. Anyway, we went there with a bunch of water uh, and noticed all the tents, uh, noticed all the uh, frustration of the people, you know, walking around that were homeless. And my team has actually been there a number of times over the last three years. And the other thing we really recognize is the amount of anxiety. Uh, anxiety often is, you know, based on the you know, they're homeless, you know, family. Um, uh, they uh, probably dealing with the elements outside. And, and even some, there's, there's problems with either drug addiction or or anxiety from all of this. So you can see it in their behavior and their actions. Well, when we were there on Wednesday, it really was pronounced. And we understood why the anxiety has increased, mainly because of the high temperatures. Um, So, and we we recognize that uh, even in our regular community right now, dealing with this COVID crisis, uh, also, anxiety seemed to be extremely elevated again, much like it was when we were first asked to go into quarantine. But I think this time it is, it is bigger. And I think it's bigger because it's also being fueled by the 
by the, um, the, the heat, the high temperatures that we've all been experienced lately. Uh, but I think it's also the, the, the uh, issue with the racism is probably bringing a lot of anxiety. And, and then we also have the, uh, the elections coming up in November. So as I look around, I do see a, a lot more anxiety uh, than even when we first went in quarantine. So uh, I, I think from a caring place, uh, much like we did at the Andre House, we offered the Andre House uh, that we would supply them with free uh, CBD products because CBD products are known to to assist and relieve anxiety as well as they're they're often used as a resource during addiction treatment. So I might also uh, suggest that everybody took a look around and and try to be a little nice to your fellow man. Maybe take care of yourself and you know you just just be aware. Maybe you are also uh, experiencing a high level of anxiety along with everybody else. Uh, so give thought. Treat it, and uh, let's see if we can get past this. This this COVID crisis, it'll be around for a while, but I think this high anxiety won't last very long. Anyway, all right, that little just that little segue off uh, from from your caring crew here at the CBD Ed Show and Canophil. So let's go back to our topic today. The first, we want to understand a little bit more about the cannabis plant as it relates to today's topic. The biggest thing about the the cannabis plant uh, is that there are two species within that cannabis line. There's a marijuana plant and a hemp plant. They both have cannabinoids like CBD, THC. They also have terpenes, flavonoids, and other phytomaterials. So both of these plants have them both. What makes these two species different is the cannabinoid profile the ratios between those plants. Uh, the most common one known is a marijuana has extremely high THC and very low CBD, and the hemp plant has very high CBD and very low THC. So, which is then why the marijuana plant uh, can provide you with a psychoactive effect and the hemp plant will not. So, to simplify that, both plants have all these cannabinoids in them. And as a matter of fact, they have discovered over a hundred different cannabinoids in the hemp plants, or in the cannabis plants. A hundred of them. And uh, if you send me a request, I will be happy to provide you with that list. Uh, that would be info at, at uh, com. Anyway. Though that group of cannabinoids is normally divided into two groups, novel and minor. So you often will hear the term CBD and THC as as a novel cannabinoid. So that's just how they have broken those two up. Uh, The first cannabinoid we're going to talk about this morning that is creating a buzz in the market is CBG. Which is, which is the, the, the actual word for that is cannabigerol. So cannabigerol, while not present in large quantities in cannabis, usually it's about, well, usually it's just less than 1%. But nonetheless, it has great potential and is being heavily studied right now. Uh, CBG commonly is also referred to as the mother of cannabinoids. 
interesting, this is what happens in the cannabis plant. So CBGA, which is that molecule as an acid first, that is the first cannabinoid that is produced in the cannabis plant. And it is then the precursor to all the other cannabinoids, you know, like CBD and THC. So interesting enough that that's why they call this the mother of cannabinoids. Now, CBG, from a biosynthetic reaction, is then broken down and then converted into these other cannabinoids. And all these other cannabinoids, cannabinoids also start out as acids and then through biosynthetic reactions like, uh, like heating it up, uh, they, that's when those conversions and they lose the acid form. Anyway, scientists can also extract, they have found how to extract this CBD, or, I mean this CBG from plants by using things like timing, like when the plant is budding and there's an optimum, uh, an optimum extraction line and it's about six weeks into an eight-week flowering cycle for the hemp plant. So, not only, uh, it's, it's in small percentage, but one of the ways they've been able to improve, uh, improve extraction of this cannabinoid CBG uh, is to time the extraction uh, during the plant's flowering. Anyway, let's talk about things, uh, let's talk about the potential of CBG. Now, first, you should know CBG uh, has no psychological effects to humans. So you can ingest CBG, you will not get high. Wanted to first start with that. Uh, some of the potentials of CBG, and I'm gonna go down the list and then we'll go back and read through them. Uh, how about treating glau glau glaucoma? How about decreasing inflammation? How about a neuroprotectant? And even an antibacterial? And then CBG uh, is even showing promise as a cancer fighter, which I really particularly like. That's why I got into this business. So let's go back and let's talk about these. The endocannabinoid receptors are prevalent in the eye structure. So CBG is thought to be particularly effective in treating glaucoma because it reduces the, the uh, intraocular pressure. Now, it is a powerful vasodilator and has neuroprotective effects to boot. So, I had, uh, I had understood that the current medications for treating glaucoma are still better than CBG, but I don't think we have discovered the full potential of it yet. Uh, and animal experiencing involving mice, CBG was found to be effective in decreasing inflammation characteristic of inflammatory bowel disease, which I know is very common. So because it has anti-inflammatory properties to it, the characteristics of bowel, uh, inflammatory bowel disease are, are, had, been, had been seen. All right, CBG was also shown to protect neurons in mice with Huntington's disease, which is characterized by nerve cell degeneration in the brain. 
So again, CBG coming up as a neuroprotective. CBG, had, you know, as I showed, had great promise in cancer fighting. Specifically, CBG was shown to block receptors that cause cancer cell growth. What, so what, what we know here is cells, by their fact, are designed to replicate. But when they find that they are mutated, there is a gene in there that turns on that will stop it from replicating. But when things aren't working correctly, that gene never gets turned on, and then a mutated cell is allowed to continue to replicate and grow. They're suggesting here that CBG first has the ability to impact that through your ECS system. And, and so it goes on in one study, it was shown to inhibit the growth of colorectal cancer cells in mice. So this is for colon cancer, thereby showing, or, but thereby slowing the colon cancer growth. They suggest CBG inhibited tumors as chemically induced colon carcinogenesis, therefore demonstrating a very exciting possibility for a cure for colon cancer. All right. There was a European research that showed evidence that CBG is an effective and an effective antibacterial agent. Uh, in very recent studies, 2017, researchers showed that a form of CBG purified to remove any THC, so they took the CBD and made sure there was no THC in it, and it showed that it was very effective at appetite stimulation in rats. So this may lead to a novel non-psychotropic therapeutic option for, well, people who need uh, their appetite stimulated. So uh, I see that that's coming up. Now, the muscle wasting and severe weight loss seen in late stages of cancer and other diseases also would be an opportunity for CBG. All right. In a study that looked at the effects of five different cannabinoids on bladder contractions. Well, CBD was tested best at inhibiting the muscle contractions. So it may be a future tool for, preven per for preventing bladder dysfunction disorders. Uh, usually shows up as we age. So uh, they'll be studying that, I'm sure. So scientists are excited about these initial CBG results. Uh, future, future, CB, future research uh, with CBG will be conducted both as an individual molecule as well as combined with other cannabinoids. Uh, we, we call that the entourage effect. Uh, because uh, CBG is, is non-psychotropic, uh, CBD has promising, is promising wide range of potential applications, not only for the problems mentioned above, but also in... Therapies for psoriasis and antidepressants. So, we'll be keeping an eye on it as we see uh, CBG becoming uh, more clinically validated. We will share this with you. Most companies who have a full-spectrum CBD product will have a, a low level of CBD in their, their products. And at the end of this show, I will remind, I will tell you how to discover that. Uh, again, CBD is usually in very small amounts, 
but it is effective. Uh, and keep in mind, CBD, much like all other cannabinoids, that molecule has a very specific shape and was designed to trigger the CB receptors within your endocannabinoid system. All right, so before we move on to the second cannabinoid that's making headway in the news, which is CBN, uh, let's take a short break for our sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to talk about CBN. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Okay, welcome back, listeners. All right. Today's topic, cannabinoids that are making a splash in the CBD market. Now, cannabinoids, um, it is something we have shared with our listening audience over and over, and I just want to bring it back to light now that CBD over the last six years has been offered in two forms, now, now actually three forms. But the simplest way to put this is CBD extracted all by itself. No other phytomaterial was included. Uh, and that was initially done because of the stigma that over time was created with THC, which is the other popular cannabinoid in the cannabis plant. So that's one version, CBD pulled out by itself. And then the second biggest version is where cannabinoids are 
grouped together. Not grouped together, they're extracted in whole is the best way to put this. In other words, they're not isolated from one another. They are only isolated from the biomass. Now, when those cannabinoids are pulled out together, clinical studies have shown over and over, uh, and they call this study the entourage effect, that the effects of these cannabinoids when they are working together uh, tend to be bigger, more favorable outcome than when they are separated. It's important when we, when we understand that these studies are coming out and almost all of them will cite that we have not only researched that cannabinoid model by itself, but we've also researched it and complement with the other cannabinoids present in that plant. Uh, I think over time, uh, especially as uh, the THC side of the cannabis family, the marijuana plant, once it the stigma starts to wear down and people become more confident with it, I don't think there'll be an isolated version of CBD any longer. Uh, I, I know I'm making a prediction, uh, but there, that's, that's what I think. That's what I believe is going to be in the future. So that's really one of the benefits we wanted to bring this topic up today. Uh, these new cannabinoids being studied uh, are being studied because they do offer a lot to us humans. Uh, always the same, though. It's triggering your endocannabinoid system inside of your body so that the pieces in there that are tasked with keeping you healthy can be activated. And that's what cannabinoids do. All right, so let's continue. Let's talk about this next cannabinoid. It's a, it, the cannabinoid is CBN. Okay, and CBN, it's medical term is cannabinol. Got cannabinol. Cannabinol is the right way to say that. All right. Now, CBN is non-intoxicating. Uh, much like CBD, CBG, you take it, nobody's getting high. The interesting thing about CBN is it comes from THC as THC ages. So the older the plant, the more opportunity for CBN. And I am sure that's currently what they understand. And through cross-pollination and maybe some gene engineering, they're likely, especially if this study continues down the path it's going, which is, wow, this cannabinoid has lots of potential. I'm sure they will understand and figure out how to increase the ability to extract that molecule being CBN. Uh, CBN is probably mostly known for its sedative effects. But interestingly enough, uh, I will likely dispel that by the end of my description uh, on CBN. Uh, but I, I promise to make it very clear. But first and foremost, here's what, here's what the current research is demonstrating. First of all, CBN, also known as an antibacterial. So, that they, they've already found it. They found it to be a potent antibacterial as well. Uh, it had been tested in some strains of MRSA, MARSA, uh, and MARSA bacteria that was resistant, resistant to traditional antibiotics, and it showed potential. So, 
perhaps maybe in the future we'll see CBN used in fighting bacterial infections that antibiotics can heal. How about this? I'd like to even see it replace the, the, uh, the majority of our antibiotics. All right, we've already, we, you know what neural protectants are. Um, so CBN has also shown potential in that area. So in rodent studies, research used CBN as a treatment for ALS. Now, ALS is when the nerve cells break down and you see twitching and loss of mu muscle functionality. So that is uh, uh, probably a simple way to des describe what ALS is. So again, in a recent rodent, rodent study, uh, they used CBN as a treatment and found that it was able to delay the onset of this condition. So, hey, there's still lots of studies to be done. And again, they have not suggested that the current the current pharmaceuticals uh, are still better than this choice. But again, now, they just started studying this. Uh, I always expect that once they find out the potential, uh, I'll just say it this way, then they're going to figure out how to farm it, extract it, and increase its abilities. All right. All right, here's a good switch. Another appetite stimulation. So again, much like CBG. So in recent studies, CBN increased the amount of food that rat subjects ate, suggested that it could be an effective appetite stimulant. Uh, also, uh, the ability to reduce the intraocular pressure in the eye, which is the leading cause for glaucoma, was also shown in recent studies. Now, this study specifically suggested that both CBN and THC combined was key to reducing that intraocular pressure. All right, so keeping that in mind. See, when we talked earlier about CBG, uh, they found it independently was capable, and CBN needed to be an entourage effect with THC. Uh, research is definitely ongoing in this particular for this particular treatment. Uh, how about anti-inflammatory? And they again they considered it as a potent anti-inflammatory, capable of helping those with rheumatoid arthritis, which is I think where this study was going towards. Uh, and hey, anybody that can get relief from rheumatoid arthritis really wants it. And if they can get it non-pharmaceutical, even better. All right. Now, let's talk about that misconception. So interesting that most consider this as, you know, treatment, like a sedative. If you have insomnia, you want CBN. But this reputation is not really accurate. And let me tell you why. So, this, this cannabinoid is really may not be responsible for that sedating effect. There are two possible reasons that this, that this, uh, this reputation is inaccurate. All right. First, it may be the combination of CBN and THC that actually causes the sedative effect. Again, referring to entourage. Uh, remember, cannabinoids coming together, 
producing more outcome than if they were by themselves. And this study suggested CBN and THC combined were hugely successful and creating a sedative effect. They suggested in this same study that pure CBN was not particularly, particularly sedating, was their quote. And this was, a, uh, this was a neurologist, Dr. Ethan Russo, and he suggested an older cannabis that is high in CBN is also high in sedating terpenes. All right, so remember, CBD, CBN is often from THC aging, by the way, that means an older cannabis plant. Well, an older cannabis plant has well-developed terpene profiles. And terpene profiles, are there are certain terpenes that are known to have sedating effects. And by the way, keep these in mind because when you are looking at a product, either in a store or online at a reputable source, uh, and they suggest that there is a terpene profile added to their product to assist you with sleeping, you want to look for names like caryophyllin, myrcene, and linalu. Linalu. All right. So those three terpenes are known to have sedative properties. Now, where this scientist is suggesting, this Dr. Ethan Russo, is that it literally could be either of those two the THC and the CBN combined, uh, or it was this aging or this aged plant that has a more developed profile of terpenes. Uh, and just a reminder, terpenes are those things in the, in the uh, plant world, you know, that give the plant characteristics like taste and flavor and, and other characteristics. So that's what a terpene is. And those three terpenes, caraphylene, myrcene, and, and linalu, those three are known to have characteristics of sedative properties. All right. So, hey, I can tell you that when somebody is seeking out CBN uh, as a sedative for insomnia, again, your best bet might be to seek out one that has the THC included. You're likely already going to get the terpene profile in an aged plant because if you're holding in both of those cannabinoids, it's likely they also extracted the terpenes as well. So my experience in extraction. All right, another misconception about CBN is that the high CBN produces will always be non-intoxicating. Well, no. CB, CBD, CBN alone, it can actually increase the, the uh, euphoric effects of THC. Uh, it can, um, I think it can lead to uh, a more alert <coughs> euphoric effect. So anyway, if you're looking to take advantage of CBN's benefits without the high, make sure you're using products that don't contain much THC. All right. So remember, C CBN comes from HTHC. So to get to it, likely there's THC. If you just want the CBN by itself, you've got to find somebody who can extract it in such a way that the THC stays behind. All right. Let's move to another cannabinoid that is hitting the market. Let's talk about THCV. 
All right, there is a V on the end of this molecular structure. Uh, and this is Tetrahydrocannabivarian. Yeah, very big long name. But THCV, V as in Victor. Now, this is likely going to be some major waves in the cannabis world. And it's really because of, well, there's an appetite for the high that it gives everybody. All right. Um, let me see here. It is psychoactive. Yes, this cannabinoid, THCV, is known for energy, alertness, and feelings of euphoria. And it's commonly in the sativa strain. So I'm going to list the benefits, but I want you to keep in mind that this, this, uh, this molecule, this cannabinoid, THCV, is psychoactive. So if you take it, you're going to experience the high. All right. Hey, but it will be high energy and alertness and euphoria. Not bad if, you are in a, if, you're, uh, if that's what you desire. All right. THCV is an appetite suppressant. Interesting, right? Because THC, quite the opposite. THC stimulates the appetite. THCV suppresses it. So, while THCV may dull the appetite, this may be good for consumers who are focused in on weight loss. So, you might see this show up in your supplement retail stores. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more studies, so I'm not, I'm going to say that you know this might be a couple of years down the road. Um, certainly, they want to suggest that you know don't use THCV if you are struggling with an appetite loss or anorexia. Okay, because that's not going to help. All right, THCV may also help with diabetes. Research has shown that research has shown that. Uh, that there's promise in the ability to regulate blood sugar levels and reduce insulin resistance. So again, this is THCV helping with diabetes. Also, THC may reduce panic attacks. It appears to curb anxiety attacks in PTSD patients without suppressing emotions. And I think that's pretty critical. Uh, THC may also help with Alzheimer's. So those are, you know, tremors, motor control, and brain lesions associated with Alzheimer's disease appear to be improved by THCV. But, again, research is ongoing. I'm a big fan of bone growth and bone density. Uh, I practice, you know, vitamin D supplements, posing, uh, uh, getting myself out in the sun on a regular basis. Well, it also appears that THCV also stimulates bone growth. Now, because, uh, because it promotes the growth of new bone cells, THCV is being looked at for osteoporosis and other related conditions. Osteoporosis also being a lack of bone density. So, THCV uh, has, has quite a bit of uh, opportunities, uh, both appetite suppressant, diabetes, panic attacks, Alzheimer's, and bone growth. Now... The important thing is to understand, so while these cannabinoids are currently being studied, they likely will be present in the products that you are consuming today. And I'm going to give you a good understanding of how to determine 
where what those pro, what those how those products are in your product, uh, so you have confidence. But more so, as the market starts evolving and some of these new cannabinoids become more prevalent, then you're certainly going to start seeing some advertising, and we want you all to be able to identify when you have a product that literally has this. Uh, these cannabinoids in them. And there are ways. And I think FDA is super close to setting up standards that will leave you with less risk. Uh, I'm guessing based on, <clears throat> based on uh, you know, everything that's going around in the world today, I would have thought it was going to happen sooner or later. But now I'm looking into uh, maybe 2021 first quarter before it's all completely ironed out and you are then participating in those standards that will be held, uh, that the uh, manufacturers will be held to. Uh, And growers. Growers are currently going through it. I know state by state there are regulations going in place as we speak. Arizona has already initiated one for testing. Uh, So they're coming down the road. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break and when we come back, we're going to, now, now that we've identified these new cannabinoids, we're going to talk about how you can ensure that if you decide you want them, if you actually have them in your product. Okay, so let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. If you're a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com
You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. All right. Welcome back, listeners. Now, thank you for joining me today on this topic. I think it's very exciting. Uh, I have a, a kind of a scientific mind. Uh, our products are very clinical in nature. So this kind of stuff really excites me. Uh, and feel free to further this conversation. Uh, easiest way is uh, certainly on Instagram, uh, where you can actually jump into a conversation uh, with a few people. Uh, but you can also email me at info at and I'm happy to share any information as well as answer questions. Uh, so keep both of those in mind. Our Instagram is, uh, of course, at Canafil. Uh, Canafil, C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L. Now, let's talk about once these cannabinoids are out, you know, how do you tell if you have them in your product? Well, they already are out in small degrees. Again, as the research and the potential starts revealing itself, there likely will be an increased amount is going to be my guess. So, but the easiest way to tell if you have these very specific cannabinoids that I talked about today, which is CBG, CBN, and THCV, is to review a third-party lab test. Now, I said that it has to be third-party, can't be done in-house, it has to be signed, and it has to be done by an approved uh, lab. Uh, And... So it's important, and when you look at that certificate of analysis by a third party, you should recognize that there are some important components to it that help you verify that it is, in fact, a lab test from a third party uh, in a valid laboratory. All right, anyway, you have a laboratory number. You have a test reference number. You often will have a signature of the, at least the chief chemist or the person that conducted the test. Not always, though. I have seen very valid uh, certificate of analysis without that signature. But probably the most important thing in there is the lab name, address, and phone number. And from our, you know, we had had an executive from a third-party cannabis laboratory uh, on our show, I think it was three shows ago, uh, and she literally embraced the, I, I love it when we get calls to validate a test. It made them feel like they're purposed, like they were doing something for the community. So, listen, those guys, I'm sure, want phone calls. So give them to them. So, and who did we have? That was Desert Valley Testing. We had it on our show three weeks ago. Um, and again, she was very clear. She loves getting phone calls. And it's very easy. I will look at the front page of this certificate of analysis. I will find their phone number, 480-788-6644. I will call them. I will give them my laboratory, my lab number, 2006 so on and so on. And they'll pull it up and give me the answer right away. They're going to say, yes, it's valid. 
And I don't need to give him anything else. It's a short phone call if you want to talk to him, you know, just to ask questions about what is and why is. And because these reports are scientific, they're not always easy to read. If you do want to understand how to read one of these reports, please go back to our episode in June, and I promise you it will clear it up. Again, we had a representative uh, from Desert Valley Testing here, so I the, the information will be very accurate on how to go through one of these reports. Now, all right, so now that I've validated that this report is real and was not created in a Word document, uh, then I can start looking at things. Now, when I look at this report, one of the most obvious things that stand out there is called the... Uh, is called the um, the potency part of this report. Potency being the potency of the cannabinoids that are present in this sample or this product. And when I go down, they will normally show 11 cannabinoids that are the most requested and most common. And I'm sure, you know, there's over 100 cannabinoids that we are not, we haven't even scratched the surface on the potentials of other cannabinoids that aren't listed. But anyway, these 11, most of them you will recognize, THC and CBD. But there is also CBG, CBN. Uh, there is, you know, all the acid versions, so CBGA and CBDA. There are, you know, CBCs. These are all the, the cannabinoids that one would want to know. There are usually three measurements provided to you. Not always, and they don't need to either, but you'll commonly see multiple columns of measurements. What you might want to consider that is more of reference points. So first being uh, an LOQ number, and that's just their basis number. And in other words, anything below that, they're not even measuring it. So if you see a number, you know, point zero something, and then you see to the right in the next column, ND, which stands for not detected, that means they are only looking for something above this standard amount. Now, all these labs are supposed to uh, be compliant with a standard system of these LOQs. Now, the next column will likely be a percent of the sample, or it will be a milligram per gram per the sample that was provided. So both of those have good information, uh, but you can extract what you need from either one of those. They just divide them up so that they can be useful depending on what you needed to see when you looked at this report. I have to tell you, it's going to be very common that you will see CBN and CBG present in most of your full-spectrum products. In small amounts, below 1%. But I think it's very common that it will be there. Uh, I think THC coming from an aged plant will be more something you will find in a dispensary. Because an aged, with THC converting, uh, you know, or I'm sorry, with, with uh, THC being you know, a product alongside of THC, THCV being a long product uh, alongside THV, it's going to be more in a dispensary. So when you, it's common today to see a full-spectrum lab report 
that will show none detected under THCV. Again, I might suggest that will change uh, at some later time. You know, I've shared in the past that there's other things you want to look in here. Uh, certainly, you want to see that your THC ratio is less than 0.3%. You want to see that for two reasons. One, if you're buying not in a dispensary, if you're buying without a medical use card or you're in a non-recreational state, you do not want to have a CBD product that has higher than 0.3% THC because then you're not protected under the Farm Bill 2018 that released hemp-derived CBD from the drug schedule. All right, I know that was a lot to say. So anyway, this lab test will also provide you with that information. You'll look at it, it'll tell you right, right in the beginning the THC and what the percentage is. Um, also, you should, uh, you should know that if it is at 0.3% or less, it is highly unlikely that you will ever get high from it. Other things that you will see on reports like this that might be valuable to you, especially when we had that conversation about uh, the, the interesting thing about CB, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, THCV being a sedative. Um, that one, and w when we talked about it, we said, well, it could have also been terpenes that were present in the plant. And a lot of responsible manufacturers will also pay for a terpene profile uh, so that their product is analyzed for uh, the quantity and percentage of terpenes available in that sample. And those three terpenes that I had talked about being, uh, being uh, linalool, myrosine, and carophylline, all three of those would be listed in this terpene profile, as well as about 25 or 30 others. So there's usually lots of terpenes in cannabis. Uh, again, just a reminder, cannabis has uh, lots of terpenes, and they are usually what gives plants their characteristics. Uh, I know just to kind of segue out a little bit further, these tests usually will also provide you with uh presence of heavy metals, um, microbial things cause mold, uh, moisture, solvents, pesticides. So, and now keep in mind, each one of those results I just mentioned are all paid separately. So it's not uncommon for a manufacturer to spend quite a bit of money on testing. And if you see that, uh, then you should give them a lot of confidence in purchasing their product. Uh, because uh, that just shows good self-policing until uh, the industry becomes more regulated. I know we've talked about this before, so I'll stop going over it now. Uh, so reputable products will always have a certificate of analysis, and it will not take much longer, and it'll be a requirement. Right now, it is an option. Manufacturers can choose to do it or not. All right, so let's let's wrap this up. We have we have three new CBD new uh, cannabinoids that are coming out, and they are CBN, CBG, and THCV. Feel free to ask 
uh, you know, send me an email or go to our Instagram and I'll provide you with additional information as needed. I also just wanted to bring this back up again because I feel strongly about this. Uh, the anxiety over the current state of this pandemic is really at an all-time high. So I want to encourage everybody to be careful and consider uh, the benefits of CBD to naturally relieve the symptoms uh, and help keep you in, in homeostasis during this crisis. Uh, why? And so obviously I want to promote it for that reason, but I also want to suggest uh, that it is very available. You do not need uh, a, farm, a prescription for it. Um, and... You know, if you're just treating anxiety during this time, you can even, you know, purchase small amounts, but you do want to make sure that it has what you need in it. Uh, because I don't know, for me, that would raise my anxiety uh, if I bought a product and it didn't work. Uh, so, again, I want to encourage you to do this. I find myself really working hard on on checking in with both my family and the friends that are close around, uh, close to me on their anxiety levels. And I'm, I'm getting 100% response. I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it. I also believe it's, you know, somewhat conductive. So, you know, when somebody's anxiety is way up, I'm, I'm, e I'm sure it easily transfers from one human to the other. So, uh, yeah, be nice. Uh, I do want to put out a shout to uh, the Andre House in Phoenix, Arizona, for allowing us to come in and have a conversation uh, on how we might better support uh, the homeless community. Uh, especially during these times. Now, I'd like to be able to support them all year long, uh, but specifically when it's 117 degrees outside and the only thing you have to retreat that is shade from your tent. Uh, and if you're dealing with other problems, high anxiety, emotional distress, uh, addictions, or any of those, man, I, I yeah. So as a human, I find that uh, uh, I'm, I'm very compelled uh, to want to help them. So again, thank you, Andre House, for letting us participate. Uh, thank you, Kim and the Canafil team for putting today's research together. Really appreciated that. Uh, you'll find a lot of the information they put together will be on our website. Uh, we'll put all the blogs in there. We'll redraft uh, some of the research papers so they're not so difficult to interpret. Most of the uh, research papers that we re that we uh, go through, they they start at about at least forty pages, and and I know everybody laughs because you know most of the words I have a I have a challenge pronouncing them, but we will create them and put them on the website for your viewing. Uh, and again, feel free to reach out to us if you need questions answered around that. I definitely want to thank you listeners for allowing us to share this knowledge with you. We really do feel it's important. Uh, the next episode will be interesting because we're going to discuss the youth and CBD as it relates to the upcoming school year. I'm recognizing lots of anxiety when it comes to the upcoming school year because nobody likes the online tutoring. They're upset because all their sports are gone and they've not been able to hang out with all their friends all summer long. So... Come visit us our next episode. Uh, I promise it'll be helpful, and we'll even have a few teenagers in here, and they can share their, their stories with us. Okay, so this is Ed Cheney signing off. I want to remind you, keep your vibe high. Be nice to others. Anxieties are high right now. All right, we'll see you until next show. Take care.
Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.